You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 107. We're talking all things Instagram and how they took away our likes and what are we going to do? Let's find out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. I'm Seth and that's Megan over there. That's me. Hey. Oh, she's quiet. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I need to be excited. You're just I need like to match real, your, your energy. Match <laughs> my energy now. <laughs> <laughs> you will do as I say. Oh, man. It's a good day. I'm having a good day today. Uh, I, I, th- I got in a fight with a dog earlier outside. What? I'm kidding. It was just being really loud. <laughs> I, I was fighting with it. It didn't know that. Oh. Um, yeah, I was just, I was angry. It didn't know that you were fighting. <laughs> it didn't know I was angry at it. I was like, shut up, trying to record a podcast in here, man. Gosh, if only dogs that, cared. Uh, let's just call that a draw. Oh, okay. That's a fair. M- mutual parting of ways. That's fair. <laughs> well, this week, I uh, wanted to get together and talk about some big news happening in the world of Instagram. Megan, you know I love Instagram. I, we, don't we all? Well, I, know I guess you not love, all of us, but I do too. I'm with you. You do. You're really good at Instagram, I might oh, say. Thanks. Yeah, oh, thanks. You, you're very, you're very um, consistent. You consistently post. And that's always really good. And good stuff too. I mean. What you post is not good, but but yeah. the fact that you do it consistently is Your posts great. are straight up trash, but love <laughs> but that you, you do, do it every day. But you do them often. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ugh. I'm also Makes excited. Sense. Uh, side note, I'm also excited that we finally have all of our audio issues worked out. Oh, yes. That was we, a struggle. That struggle struggle bus was riding hard yeah, for a long we, time. We've, we've had a couple of the last few weeks, little, little technical issues. So we got it all worked out. Got some new equipment. I'm always excited about new equipment. And uh, we're, the train has left the, the, the building. The train has left the trash building. I don't know. The trash train is on its way to the dump. No, I don't know. That didn't work. That didn't work laid either. Out, laid out on me. That's awesome. I was trying. I was trying. I was trying to come up with the. Oh man. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't just command funny. You just can't do it. Um. Anyway, this week, big in, big Instagram news, right? Uh, they've rolled. Nike out. is buying Instagram. What are they really? <laughs> no. No they're, no, they're not. That's not it at all. Um, but Nike is pulling off of Amazon. Did you they see that? Are I saw that. That's fascinating. Why that would they do that? Well, I direct to consumer sales, being able to control that. Yeah. Not having to give pieces to Amazon. I'm starting to notice that being a little bit of a trend. I wonder what that's going to mean, like how that's going to continue. I mean, that's what Disney's just basically done. Yeah. Disney has just launched a platform that got over 10 million users in day one with content that they they already already had. had. That, that was had, available that, on other channels. That was already out. Exactly. Everybody already has this stuff, but it just was like, let's just get it. Yeah. And, if, and side note, if you're a Verizon user, like I am, you get Disney Plus for free for a year. Wow. Well, yeah. that's a great tip. Yeah. <gasps> check, check that I'm out. I'm a Verizon user. Are you? Go, what? Go get the freebie. Yeah. I was looking at like how to bundle this with Hulu and how to keep my commercial free Hulu without, you know, spending too much more money and, and all that. And, and, um, and then we found that we could just get it for free. And I was like, Oh, well, let's just do that. But if you're going to bundle later, make sure you use the same email address that you use for Hulu. So that later when you do the, the, Oh, that bill runs out or whatever, you can combine them. That makes sense. Yeah. Make sure you do that. 
Yeah. But free tip. Yeah. I'm going to sign customers. up. I'm going to sign up for that. Man, I boy. love being, I love being a Verizon customer for a lot of reasons, but that's, that's a big perk. I like that. Anyway, no back to Instagram, Instagram rolled out or they, their CEO, Adam Mossery, uh, Masari, Masari, Maserati. Sure. He said on Twitter on, and, and that they're going to start to, um, Oh, that's where I saw it on Twitter. They're going to, they're going to start hiding likes. Mm-hmm. Big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a big deal. It's a bigger deal to like influencers. Yeah. Probably than it is to the average person, but somebody who's counting on those likes for like data and engagement, but likes are actually the, the least, the thing that matters the least when it comes yeah. to engagement. Yep. So I think it's, I think it's a really good thing for people because it's a false, like it's a vanity metric and it's a false vanity metric. It's not actually telling us how successful yep. or how many people see and act and like, not like, like as in press like button, but enjoy mm-hmm. what we're posting. Yeah. It, it so. is. I think it's a good move for a couple of reasons and I'm really excited about it. We'll get into some other things too, because uh, we want to talk about Instagram a little bit today, but um, I'm excited about two things with that. One is I think it levels the playing field back to just creating good content. Cause a lot of people, you know, you look at these influencers, they do things specifically sometimes to get more likes. There's guys that like, I even heard a Gary V um, audio bit today on, on Instagram where he was like, he talks to these guys who are, these muscle builder types. And mm-hmm. he says they're, they're, they're trying to increase their brand and get likes. And he's like, I want to talk about so many other things that are important to me, but I can't do it because I know I'm, and they feel trapped that if they post a photo with their shirt off, they're going to get more likes. Yeah. That's, that's what he said. And I'm like, that's fascinating because they feel trapped. Like if they're really going to be successful in business or get more people to follow them, et cetera, et cetera, they have to do things they don't really want to do. Yeah. I think that's a fascinating thing. And the second thing I think it is, it's good for mental health. And that's just another good uh, example, I think, of, of how it could be good for your mental health. Um, 100%. Yeah. I, I think it's just good for the user. I think it's good. I think marketers are going to have to adjust, which may not be a bad thing. I think influencers are going to have to adjust and they're going to lose a little influence, which is honestly, man, I think that might be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, because there's a lot of influencers that influence, but aren't they should maybe be. shouldn't be yeah well and if you just like what you just said i think is a really really huge win about yeah. it about the mental health aspect if you think mm-hmm. about the effect that that's having on people mm-hmm. it's tough that's really tough so any way that we can alleviate some of that struggle yes is going to be good absolutely so we'll kind of follow this and see how it unfolds but, um, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a strange, they've already started rolling it out in a couple of countries. It's already been out for a while, actually, you know, I think Canada, um, but they've started rolling it out in America this week, or maybe it's next week, but some users I've already talked to have said, yeah, I'm, I've, I don't have the likes showing anymore. Hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's mostly like the bigger following users, like the more influential people. Um, there's an influencer I follow here in, in Frisco and um, she, she got on stories yesterday and was like, my likes are gone and I don't know what to do. And I'm kind of like, well. She was freaking out about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like she knew it was coming, but it's like, I have mixed feelings. Like she, she, I think she agrees that like, 
this is a good mental health move. It's good for the user. Um, you know, overall, it's going to be a good idea, but she's feeling that pressure, you know, like, how do I, how do I rate To your things? knowledge, has Instagram stated what their reasonings are behind? Not to my knowledge. I mean, other than what's been released, they, they really, um, I think it's what we just hit on from what I've heard. It's that they okay. feel like this is um, staving off a lot of creativity. Mm. It, you know, that people are wanting to post things for likes instead of posting things that they really are proud of or they really like, uh, you know, that they're really not, um, it, it's, 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 it's shrinking the box down for them to be trapped in, for creators sure. to be trapped in. So I think if we start to remove that one massive uh, motivator, the likes, which really, like you said, doesn't really affect its success. It's a vanity number. Well, let's take that that variable out and let's see what we come up with now. I think that's a big reason. Mental health is a, is a reason, but I think that's really the, the bigger reason. Yeah. Well, it'll be cool to see what happens with that Instagram. Yes, yes it will. And speaking of that, uh, today uh, in, uh, we want to discuss a post that went up in one of the Facebook groups that uh, was about this very thing and some other stuff that kind of went along with it. You know, we always try to keep up to date with Instagram. It changes so fast. And so every time you put something out, it's like, yes, there's a lot of good things here, but what's different now? Because uh, uh, social media's landscape is just so ever-changing, especially today with all the issues we're addressing. So um, there was a post by Diana Wei Feng in the Church Communications Facebook group. And she had, she follows this influencer uh, her name is Lindsay Silberman. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's always the thing with the influencers. So we're like, I follow an influencer. I'm like, I don't really know who that is. Yep, but uh, no it's kind of like the most popular kid in school. It's like, you might know him. You may not, you know, if you go to a really huge high school. Well, the um, most popular band kid versus the most popular football kid versus there you the go. most popular there drama you theater kid. That's a great analogy. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. But, but this influencer went and spent the day at Instagram headquarters and talked to a bunch of people at Instagram to hear what's happening, what's going on with Instagram. And she threw out some really great bullet point, you know, truth things that are happening there uh, that I wanted to, to look at. And uh, what's, what's the, read the first one here for us, Megan. What was the first so thing she said? One of the first thing that she pointed out was that the sweet spot number, like the sweet spot of hashtags is three to five. Mm. And to put it in the post and not in the comments. You know, you see people have these captions and they've got 30 yeah. hashtags in the bottom. They said the sweet spot was three to five. Yeah, that's a sweet spot. And they said no more than 10. Like, don't go more than 10. And the reason is because the, the, the second one is it, that she said is that that block of 30 hashtags, mm -hmm. the Instagram's algorithm is now starting to look for that as a, and, and flagging it almost as spam. As a that's spam not good. Yeah, that's not good. That. So those of us who have ascribed to that method, the 30 hashtag block, you know, and it, I've done that for a long time. Um, and you may not have full 30, you know, if you can get 30, great. But um, it does help spread the word about your, your account. People do see it. But uh, if they just see a same block of 30 hashtags over and over, mm -hmm. that's definitely going to start getting spam flags now. So you're saying if you use the same three or five, three to five every time, 
that'll be spammy. You have to mix up the hashtags you use. I don't know about that. I think if you use because they want it to be relevant to your post. Yeah. So if your post is about church communications and you use hashtag church communications every time, I think that the algorithm or anybody looking at your account will say that makes sense. Right. There's a reason that's a hashtag. Uh, if you're talking about social media, hashtag social media. If you're talking about church social media, hashtag church social media. Just it, it can't just be like my post hashtag is about Britney Spears. Yeah, it's like my church is about church communications, but I hashtag. Um, uh, you know, some random celebrity or some trend going on, you know, those kind of things. And they've never really liked that. That's always been kind of a, a no, no anyway. Uh, so anyway, so can we, can we dig into hashtags a little bit? I'd love to hear your thoughts about sure. like what hashtags you think would be the most effective. So do you create a church hashtag and you use that all the time? Do you have, do you use your cities? Do you use yeah hashtag Jesus? <laughs> Don't yeah. use hashtags. Well, I mean, you can. <laughs> I guess you can, but it, I mean, it kind of depends on what you're trying to do. When I'm when I'm doing Instagram, when I was doing it for the church, I I had I used a tool called Later, and in Later you can save captions to just have right there for every post that you could just drop in. So I just put a list of of hashtags in different groups. Like here's a scripture group of scripture related hashtags for when I shared a scripture, or here's a group of hashtags for when I talked about marriage. Uh, here's a group of hashtags that were like our branded hashtags. And then you can just go in and click them and it throws them into the post really fast. And so I would do that with later. And the way I came up with those is I'd go through, um, of course, we had our own branded hashtag. We and hope we had, hey, hope, um, which was being used oh, by that's some cute. We, we were, it was being used by some kid somewhere. And I think it was like his diary to some girl. Oh, that's weird. And oh, I was like, weird mix and up. I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. It was, it was innocent though. And it was, so I was like, I hate to say it, buddy, but I'm taking this. <laughs> you know? We're going to take over. I'm going to start using it, man. I'm sorry. There's just not a lot out there that's not already being used with the word hope in it. And I just love that. And it, and we say that all the time. We were like, Hey, hope, how you doing? You know, we say that kind of stuff. So, oh, cute. Cool. So it was I like, like that. A, it was like a common vernacular. So I use that on every post so that if you want to find anything we've done, you can follow that hashtag and see what mm -hmm. we did. And we talked about it, we shared it and stuff like that. But then we'd have our own event hashtags like men's conference or women's conference. We'd create a hashtag for that with a year on it just to group all those things together. And we do stuff like that. But then we had more of the hashtags that were designed for us to be found on Instagram. Yep. Um, so our marriage hashtags would be like, marriage matters, marriage works, or marriage problems, or just marriage in general, or um, married couples, you know, we just kind of, I'd go through Instagram, and I just literally type in a bunch of stuff I could think of. Mm -hmm. And it, and Instagram will bring up that hashtag if it exists and tell you how many posts there are out there with that hashtag. Yeah. And, and I look for things that had a lot of people, I look for some that had like that me medium, couple thousand people, I look for the big ones that had like 20 or 30,000 people in post. And then I look for some that were pretty specific to us and try to mix it up. So it wasn't just a get all the big ones and throw them in there. I really liked using uh, the hashtag of our city too. Yes. So when people are like looking for things to do or what this city is all about, our yeah. church and what our church is doing is going to pop up on that. And it's super right. granular, right? Like someone yes. in San Francisco is not looking necessarily for something in Ann Arbor unless they're looking to be in Ann Arbor. Right. 
So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I had that section as well that was always in there. And one of the things that we have to do is that, you know, there are different versions of your city hashtag. So you can't, like for us, we were in Frisco. So yes. like it was hashtag Frisco, but there's also hashtag Frisco TX and hashtag Frisco Texas and hashtag I love Frisco and hashtag things to do in Frisco, Frisco activities. I mean, just all these different things you research and go, that's a bunch of city specific stuff yeah. that you can put into your, your hashtag list. And you save those things. Like some people use notes. Some people use Evernote, uh, the notes app. And you just save all those hashtags so that you can copy and paste them really quick. Mm -hmm. Not to type all that out every time. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to do a block, that was the way to do it. But now it's kind of like, they, they kind of don't want you to do all that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that's something we have to rethink now because those hashtags. So now which ones would you pick? Right. If you had five hashtags, you could pick on a, on a post. Right. Like what, what would you do? What, I mean, what would you do? Would, what would I, I do? So I would, uh, I would always do our church, like the mm -hmm. name of my church, whatever that is, whatever our church's hashtag is and make right. that super clear and easy. I'd always do that. Um, and then I would pick some that are going to be related to the post. So if it's Christmas, for example, I would say Christmas at 242, like yeah. hashtag, hashtag my 242, which was ours. Mm -hmm. I like that. Hashtag Christmas or 242 Christmas. Everything that we did too, like if it was an event, it was the name of our church followed by the event name. It was always the same format. So like yeah. 242 would populate first and then you'd see all of the different, um, like tags after 242. So it'd be 242 Christmas, 242 kids, 242 students, 242. That's good, you That's know good what for I mean? branding. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so that whenever you would type in aren't the name of our church, you would see all of the things related to it as opposed to having to type in Christmas and like a million things populate. Yeah. Christmas at 242 wouldn't show up. Whereas if you typed in 242, it would. Right. Um, I wonder if the city hashtag thing is going to fall into that category of this isn't related unless it's happening in your city. I wouldn't think so because, I mean, it is. Our church is in our city, yeah, right? That's true. That's so, true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, huh. if we're doing a kid's event, things to do in Ann Arbor. Yeah. This is a thing to do in Ann Arbor. True. Come to and, our kid event. And especially like in stories, tagging your city there is really easy to get into the city story. Yes. Where it was. They just don't, yes. really, they don't really alert you anymore that you're in there too much yeah. unless you swipe up in your back end and see. And I there. would do that on my personal account a lot more than I did that on my church account, actually. Really? Because I felt like it just kind of, yeah, I just, I liked that it was a human and not the church, you know, like it just felt. Oh, so you would do like church stories on your personal with the tag. Yeah. Like you're a person at that church. Here's what's going on. Yeah. Oh, like instead of posting up my, with my church account, I would do it with my personal one. And then that's it would, good. when other people would see it, it'd be like, oh, that's a real human yeah. at this place. As opposed to, oh, that's the church talking about itself. That's smart. That's a smart tactic. Smart, <laughs> smart if you, move. If you can get a couple of people doing that, even better. Right. Yeah. Get a couple of people, use the church hashtag and then you just get them to tag your church. Then you can just share their story to your story. And now you've got content. Yeah. Oh man, we're thinking now we're really thinking now. All right. So hashtags, I think are going to be something they're always, you know, should be part of our strategy should be mm -hmm. part of what we're doing, but it looks like things are going to be a little different for those from now on, on Instagram. So you may want to pay attention there. One more thought about hashtags. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on. 
Uh, and I, I think we're, yeah, we're going to be talking about engagement here a little bit. I think mm-hmm. hashtags are a really great opportunity that we don't take advantage of to utilize engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So like we need to be following our church's hashtag for sure. Mm-hmm. First of all, and engaging with every single post that utilizes it. We need to be commenting on people that are using our city's hashtags or the ones that are in our comments. We can go look at those, see people that are relevant to us and show up, mm-hmm. just be in the conversation. That's what's so awesome about social media is we get to connect with all these people that don't necessarily walk through our doors. Yeah. We still get to connect with them. And that's the beauty of Instagram, especially stories, is that it opens up an avenue for two-way conversation for your church where, that we didn't have before. Yes. And I think a lot of us look at it as a sim- simply still a one-way conversation. Like yeah. we're trying to get you to find us and ask us stuff and come to us. It's, 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 that's 50% now of the job. The other 50 is what are you doing to go talk to people? And, and I understand that can be kind of weird. Like here's a church asking me a question. You know, I get that can be really strange. So you have to be very careful how you word things. You're representing yeah, don't the church. be weird about it. Yeah, don't be weird. And I think that's a good rule for all Christians. Just don't be weird. I mean, because we, we got to realize, take a step back, that what we do does not happen in the context of much other things in life. Right? right. Where else do you really get together besides maybe a concert and sing together? And I mean, raise your hands you know, and, and raise clap your hand. along. Yeah. I mean, you might do that at a concert at a place for a band you really know and love, but how often do you go to one of those, right? It's just not mm-hmm. a, it's a special event. We do this. Right. Re- you know? Right. <laughs> and yes. it's, we got to accept that that's a little strange. Where do you go hear someone just talk to you for 45 minutes? Well, podcasts, maybe, uh, TED Talks, but how much of that do you really do? You know, it's right. just not a, not a daily anyway. So it's not a normal gotta, occurrence. Just don't be weird. Um, especially on Instagram. So we already talked about likes are, 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 are going away. Now they're not disappearing altogether. Com- right. They'll, they just won't be on the feed. You won't be able to see the number there. You'll still be able as a user, if someone likes your post, you'll still be able to see it. Do you have to have a creator or a business account to see it? Or will everybody be able to see it on the back end? I think I don't think you get analytics as just a regular user, right? No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is like, when you go into your, um, the, how oh, this, it's the heart at the bottom, right? And you see all your likes. Yeah. Oh, it'll show up there. You'll be able to see who liked your stuff there. Oh, um, and you'll get notifications for that if you still do and, and all that. So when people like your thing, you'll still be able to find it. It just won't be there on the feed post. Like it normally is in that bottom left where it just says 400 likes, 63 likes, or so-and-so like this and 33 other people, you know, that won't be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's rolled out a couple of places. So if I'm incorrect about that, you guys tell me, because I think that's what, that's the description I've heard of what's happening. Uh, But you will still be able to see number of likes in the back end. So if you are a marketer, you are a influencer, you're still going to be able to see how things did. But Gary Vee said this today in that other thing I watched is really brilliant. He goes, What's great about this is you put out content and no one's going to know it fails except you. Mm. I'm like, I love that. Good. Love that. <laughs> That's yes. good. Right yes. now it's like people just like it because they like it instead of a bunch of people liked it or didn't. And if they didn't really like it now, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't really work. Let's not do any more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and your ego is kind of taken out of it. Right. Yeah. 
I love that. Well, yeah. And like the embarrassment of other people knowing, which allows you to, which gives you more freedom to experiment and do the things you love. And I know I've done this. Sadly, I've done this because it's the way that things are. And you've probably done this too. A post slides by as you're scrolling and you stop and you go, I kind of like that. But then you check how many people have liked it. And if the number is not acceptable, you pass it by. And if it's a lot, you click it. And you double I've tap. never done that. You've never done that? No. What I've done you? that. I've done like that. If- There's been times where it says like 57 people like this post. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then I'll see a name of someone I know out to the side that liked it. Oh, I see what you're And saying. I'll go, oh, they liked it. Yeah, I like that too. It's I'll peer pressure saying. in the digital space. And I do that. And I'm sad to say I do that. I've I know what you're that. saying. Yes, but I've it's done like, that too. But that's, I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I've also intentionally not liked posts because I don't want my name to show up for other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I don't want them to know I liked that <laughs> Justin Bieber post. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I get that. Don't want my okay. name on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets to know my guilty pleasures. Oh. Man, I, I I liked a post the other day. That's what I feel like with Gary V stuff. Because oh, yeah. Gary V is a foul mouth on Instagram, for sure. Yeah. Brilliant, but foul mouth. And to to have my name attached to it sometimes when I'm representing a church mm-hmm. and somebody go and it show up in someone's feed because I liked it. Yep. You know, that's Can a real thing. Construed. Yeah, yeah, you have to really consider that. And so if that kind of stuff goes away, cool. Now we can just be a little more honest on Instagram. I like that. But anyway. All right. Uh, talk a little bit about the time of day. So this one I, I'm, I'm wrestling with, man. So mm-hmm. she said that the time of day that you post doesn't matter, despite what your insights say, engagement matters. Okay. What's so, that, what that mean? Well, so previously, w- one of the things we have talked about is that you want to post when other people are active. So paying attention to your data and seeing when people are the most active on Instagram and making sure you're posting then. Like I've used the when to post app. Yeah. You too. know, which tells you it gives you like exact time frames to post and not post and gives you like this big red bar if it says do not post right now. Nobody is nobody's there. Yeah. Um what I'm wrestling with is that I, I agree with with this whole engagement matters, but how do you get engagement if you're not posting when it's the best time to post? Well, that's what I think they're saying is there's not a best time anymore. That's what's weird. And, and, and I'll agree with you. I, I kind of like, why would I post something at three o'clock in the morning? Right. I mean, because essentially you could do that now. If that's, sure. if that's the way this works, you could post it at three and they're going to see it the next day and they're going to show it whenever, which is cool. You know, it's like, Hey, I have a, you know, if I'm up in the middle of the night and I have a great thought and I make a piece of content and I'm like, Oh, I got to save this for tomorrow. And I got to schedule it. It's like, no, no, you just post it right now. And people might see it tomorrow. That's, that's kind of cool, but I really don't get it. I, like I, I look at my insights for Instagram of when people are online. And what I notice is, from about eight o'clock in the morning till about 12 o'clock until like midnight, that bar doesn't really fluctuate too much anyway. Like, like it actually goes right, up. It's pretty stable. It actually goes up a little bit at, at you know, about 9 PM is the peak time when most of my followers are online or on Instagram. But the difference between 9 PM and 8 AM is probably what two, 300 people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and when you've got, you know, you know, a couple thousand people following you, it's like, that really isn't a huge difference. Yeah. And for me, it's, for me, it's less since there's only, I don't have that many followers, but it's like, um, you know, 40, 50 people difference. It's like, so what's the point of waiting till 40 or 50 more people are online? Maybe the people who engage with your stuff are online earlier. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you kind of just got to play with it. And for me, I never found like a perfect time either, either right. on my personal account or my church account. There was never, ever a perfect time for anything. I would, I would say the only thing that I found that I would post specifically, if it is, if it was like family related, like if mm-hmm. I was, if I, if my post was targeting a young mom, for example, right, I would post after bedtime. Yes. Like I would make sure for sure not to post between three and eight because mm-hmm. she's totally distracted right. and she's not engaging. So that's the only, but that's like a, a very small, like a rare case of me only ever posting at a specific time for a specific people group. Right. Otherwise it just kind of, I've just felt like, I don't know, there wasn't like this perfect window. I just needed to get it out there and be active as people were commenting and engaging immediately just so I really kind of based it more around my availability yeah and I think honestly that's when I'm thinking about time of day to post mostly it's like when is it convenient for me to to post and then interact with anything that happens pretty soon after that because I wanted to be able to respond yeah so for me I usually post around 11 o'clock 11 a.m and if I post again it's sometime mid-afternoon I typically don't get around to that but I do stories pretty much the whole day yeah. Um, and so it, it's because kind of, that's kind of like the running journal or whatever. But what they did say matters most is the engagement part. And I think for churches, especially, this is the part we tend to ignore mm-hmm. that it actually serves your purpose better is if when you post, you are also doing some of these other things in the background, which is what we discussed earlier, DMing people, uh, commenting on their posts, following hashtags and commenting or liking other people's posts. I I put something out the other day that just said, take 10 minutes today to go like and comment on some of your followers stuff. Yeah, that was great. It's, it's just something you have to set a reminder, even like set a timer in your, in your calendar to go off twice a day to go, just go do that for like 10 minutes. And that alone will, will make the engagement level of your post go up uh, quite a bit. I don't know exactly how much, but I've seen it go up quite a bit for mine. And, um, you know, when you, when you just go comment and stuff, the return is good because what Instagram does is it says there's engagement happening. Those people are responding. Uh, there's good, good stuff happening. So they show it to more people and actually my likes went up. (laughs) And so it's like more people, and I think they went up because more people saw it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, so I don't know, Instagram doesn't tell us whether, that engagement, like that hot, like that critical time, whether that's like 10 minutes or an hour or 24 hours, they don't tell us. All we know is that it is critical that we re-engage quickly. Yes. Respond, respond quickly. And man, if you've got notifications turned off, turn them on, you know, just because I hate to say that you don't want to be a slave to your phone, but if you're running a church Instagram account, you need to be able to respond yeah. and you're just going to need, even if it just flashes up for a second, goes away just so that, you know, there's something there waiting on you. Um, I hate to do that. I hate to say that, but maybe turn them on during the day and then turn them off again when you go home. 
mm-hmm. um, just to keep your boundaries up or whatever. But Instagram is a place that just thrives on communication and conversation, just like yeah. Facebook. Uh, so I think it's important. Like we should have a conversation about how to stay healthy when you're running mm. social media for a business or a church, because that's a really tough yes. bound, not boundary. That's not the right word, but it's just, a, it's yeah. just a, it's a tough role because it's 24 seven, but no, that's not sustainable for anyone. So right. that's a whole, that's another rabbit trail that we should dig into sometime because well, I'll, I'll tell you, I got a little hack for you on that. That's pretty good. Um, the new Instagram the new iPhone update, if you're an iPhone user, this will work. It has a new little button that's there called shortcuts. And in there, you can create shortcuts to anything on your phone. And so create a shortcut to your notifications panel so that you can quickly hit that and just turn off notifications for certain apps and then hit it again, turn them back on. That way you're not, nice. how do I do this again? I always forget like where stuff Where's is. Where's the, the settings? Menu. Yeah. Like which, is it settings? Is it general? I don't, that's you know. great. So just use that as like some of your productivity, um, you know, hack there to hacks to, to make yourself healthier and keeping your boundaries because that is very, very important. That's a great tip, Seth. I haven't done that yet, Um, (laughs) but I think it's a good idea. But I like the idea. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't need to right now. So uh, that's a, that's a good thing for, for somebody who is in that world that uh, just has notifications going off like crazy. You know, I've locked out from like 6 PM to 9 PM every night. That is family time. Yeah. Not no phones. I'm turning off notifications. Um, I've, I've gotten, I don't do that hack I just said. I leave my phone upstairs. So I just, I leave it in my office up here upstairs and I go downstairs with the family and I'm just, I'm just leaving that there. Um, so you can do something like that. Yeah. You have to go through the whole deal. But um, anyway, well, let's talk real quick about verification. Mm. Um, verification. Yeah. What did she yeah. say about that? This is a mystery. I don't really. Like a Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah. And and I don't want to get into like how to get verified. Um, You can Google that and find those answers pretty quick. But for those who are wanting to get verified, the process for Instagram has always been very confusing, very mysterious, very uh, difficult. Um, Delusive. Yeah. Um, I've heard things like you got to know somebody at Instagram. And I'm like, who does, who knows anybody at Instagram? You know, it's like, I don't even, where, how do you even do that? Can you go so, to Instagram's LinkedIn profile and just start? You like, got to call up Instagram yeah. and let them know, you know, on their, on the telephone. <laughs> the what? Uh, you have the, to do what? The call telephone. On, what is that? It's this old timey device that, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but verification is that base, that little blue check mark, right? Yeah. That so says, what is the, uh, What's the benefit, like the benefit of being verified? Really, it's, um, it helps you, I think, when people make fake accounts of your pastor. So if you can get your pastor verified, that's a good thing. Um, if they're active, if they're not, then, and if your church isn't very big, uh, you don't have like a celebrity level pastor. I hate to call it that, but we all know what that means. If there's a ton of people that are would impersonate or hurt your pastor that way, being verified is a good way for your followers to know when they're being a approached by a fake pastor account somebody's made. Uh, we had that happen a few times and they email, it, it was a fake uh, Instagram account and we reported it to Instagram and then nothing happened. And then they blocked us. So we couldn't see that what they were doing anymore. Uh, the fake account did. It's a mess. And if you've got a large church, it's definitely something to look into. Um, 
but it puts that little blue check mark next to your pastor so people know when it's fake and when it's not. And that's a big help. The thing it really does too is it verifies that this is a, I mean, that's essentially what it is. This is the real person who says it has this name that you're looking mm-hmm. for. And it's kind of a celebrity status button. That's when you know you've made it. Yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the things they said about that is, it's, is it, they're making it really hard to get that. And it's because you have to have press. You have to have notoriety. There has to be proof out there on the internet that's pretty easy to find that your pastor is, or, or whoever you're trying to verify is, a person that others would know. And that's kind of what this, this post was about when, when she set, shared this from Instagram headquarters, is that the verification process is not just for anyone. And so if your church of 300 wants to get their Instagram verified, probably not going to happen. Right. If your pastor wants it, probably not going to happen. I'm probably not. I have a lot of followers, uh, a decent amount of followers, but I'm not going to get verified with the balance that I have, right? Because I'm not a person of, quote, notoriety in, in, the, in the mainstream media. Yeah, you have to have and, press and notoriety. And that's kind of what that's really for, is for the major influencers, major celebrities, major followings, people have major followings. Um, and so if that's not you, may just, uh, move on let it go um, yeah it yeah i was on. just looking at a couple churches just to see just out of curiosity and like all mm-hmm. the hillsong churches are verified hillsong yep. hillsong united hillsong worship hillsong nyc but like yes. hillsong kansas city isn't well it's probably is that a new campus i mean they have thirteen thousand followers hmm Maybe that's not enough. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if, if, if stinking Hillsong, Kansas City isn't verified. Right. I'm not going to be either. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. So, so I know that we talk about that. We kick that around in some of those uh, Facebook forums and groups uh, about uh, church communications, about trying to get verified on Instagram um, and how you do it. That is a common question. It's a decently common question. But sure. basically, it's next to impossible. Cool. So good to know. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. We tell you the good news here at uh, the seminary of hard knocks. Um, <laughs> well, as we are closing up, I wanted to let everybody know about a great Instagram uh, course that's available. I actually got to do this with Ryan Wakefield from uh, church marketing university. It is a free Instagram 101 course. If your church is trying to ramp up their game with Instagram, you can go to sethmuse.com slash free Insta course. Did you say free? Free Insta course and get that. It'll be in the show notes. I'll put a little banner there so you can find it. Is it this is a, I, I do get a little commission off of this. I do because I'm in it, right? Fairsies. I, yeah, it's fair. Um, but the course is free. Um, I get a commission if you'll sign up for Church Marketing University. So uh, just to be real upfront of how that works, it is an affiliate market, uh, affiliate, affiliate link, but um, church marketing university is awesome and very much worth the price. I I mean, I don't say that because I do get a commission, but man, uh, the stuff they put out is just incredibly helpful. And it's, it's not like the top level course type stuff. It's practical. It's in the trenches. It's deep. I know the course I did that's free. I'm like, man, I'd charge for that. That is a, we get into everything with Instagram. And as things change, we work on like 
updating modules and doing things new. And, um, you know, we'll be working on some new versions of things coming out for that soon. Cause like we talked about today, things have changed for Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I just want to tell you about that. That's available for anybody that wants to go get it for free. You can find it at sethnews.com slash free Insta course. Uh, it'll redirect you out to the link. You can sign up. And it, again, it's free. It is a free module. But Did you say there, it's free? I said it was free. Is it? Is it free? Free 99. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Free 99. Why supplies just last? Just wanted to make sure. Just like make sure we're all clear on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the things that like anything that I'm trying to like anything that I might make money off of is something that I've used or I really believe in. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I, my, my whole thing is I want to give things away as much as I can and bring value to the audience that, that follows me and follows this, this podcast because I know how tough it is to do what you're doing. And I just definitely want to make sure that you have what you need. Um, so go check that out. It is a great course. I give you everything, both barrels, as much as I can tell you about Instagram, I will. And uh, how to get it set up, how to even content ideas, scheduling ideas, um, how to work DMs, how to work the stories part and why it's important. Um, just all that kind of stuff. If you're trying to up your Instagram game, go do it. So that'll be in the show notes. Anyway, that's all for, t- for today. I mean, we have Instagram is always changing. So we'll be back talking about that quite a bit here in the next couple of weeks, several weeks uh, coming up. That's the, uh, that, oh, platform sure. is just, that platform is just blowing up. It is. Yep. They hit 500 million active daily users in stories not long ago. I think they're nice. almost to six. I think they're almost to six now. Well, I'm glad they learned that lesson from Snapchat because mm-hmm. that, that took too long. But yeah, I mean, it just shows that's what people are interested in. You mean stole that lesson from Snapchat? Stole that lesson from <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> they yes. are, Instagram is everybody's favorite thief. They, really, they-, <laughs> they really are. They just like, oh, uh, it was because Zuckerberg is everybody's favorite thief. Maybe they're not his favorite, but oh my gosh, that guy. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. This podcast is brought to you by us and no sponsors. So, <laughs> <laughs> you thought I went somewhere with that, didn't you? I, just I really talk. hope people made it to that ending. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just talk. This is brought to you by us. I just talk until somebody makes me yet. stop. Uh, really. All right, that's it. We're done. Okay, thank you for joining us. Go get the show us. notes, sethnews.com slash 107 and uh, get the show notes and all the links for this today. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya.